welcome, welcome, welcome for the time being. A little bit of a change on the podcast. And I'm really excited about this because it coincides with just a number of things that are happening. So here's the change. And here's what we're going to do. Here's why we're doing it. Um, I'm going to be interviewing some people. And it's people that um, I've been able to work with with SightShift. And I want you to meet them, hear some of their story. It's going to speak to you. It's going to inspire you. You're going to see where you in your own life can learn from their growth points, where they're winning, where they're losing, where they're stuck, where they're inspired. Um, and, And in these interviews, a part of them, we're going to talk about the new book, uh, my newest book to come out, The Stuck Book. The subtitle is Pick This Up When You Don't Know What to Do Next. And what I'm aiming to do with The Stuck Book is help you learn where you are and the best action you can take to move forward. So it'll be available at thestuckbook.com. We'll reference that some in the interview. And uh, I'm just excited to let you meet these friends, get to hear their story, learn from them yourselves, and pick up the stuck book so you can learn how to live out what they're doing, where you are really quick to get a sense of that and take the next step. So check it out, thestuckbook.com, dial into this interview, learn from it. Glad you're here. Peace. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad you guys are here, and uh, we're in the middle of a very fun series. Uh, not sure the order I'm going to post these in. Um, and before I tell you why we're doing this series, I want you to welcome someone to the podcast today. Uh, he's been here before. He's no stranger, um, but mm-hmm. such a great, just privilege, joy to have him on and make for him to make time to be here. Brett, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Chris. Longtime listener. Several time caller. It's good to be here and uh, chatting with you again. Yeah, we did that series, uh, seven part series, uh, like a year and a half ago, two years ago now, something like that. Yeah. So uh, that seems like forever and not that long ago. <laughs> right? Say, so look how far we've come since then. <laughs> Whoa. Um, okay, so you know the site shift world, you know the vibe, you know that we are all about proving who you are by your awesome performance. <laughs> right, so exactly. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm having some fun with these and we're kicking it off this way. Tell us... We're going to get into to what you do a little bit more introduction, but we're going to we're going to kick off fun like this. Tell us something that you like about yourself. Mm. I like um, that I'm a deep thinker and problem solver. Man, uh, we'll spend spend a lot of time uh, trying to solve solve new problems, even problems I have no chance of solving. Like I spent. An hour and a half last night, just reading on the complications of the healthcare system and how it might be fixed. <laughs> I love it, but man. <laughs> I just like trying to solve problems and uh, and think deeply. So, deep thinker indeed. Uh, so, a little context for you guys that are listening. Um, I-, I love how when you say what you like about yourself, people that know you well can be like, "Oh yeah, you totally nailed that." Um, and you totally nailed that. What Brett has done, so to give some of you context, uh, he, you look at the, the Sight Shift books, Chris McAllister with Brett, it's right there. This is the man uh, for, gosh, four projects. He pulled out the best in me because those deep thinking skills and the way he challenged things and ideas and conclusions and sentences and didn't let me get away with jack squat on flying through something (laughs) and moving too fast so much of uh 
of what you know Site Shift's foundation is built on, he has been a part of, and uh, so super cool. So as we shift into mission, if you were to tell us your mission, what would you say your mission is? Um, the work I do now is coach basketball. Uh, the deeper pursuit is um, helping athletes, coaches, people in the competitive sports realm uh, relax, perform as good as they can, and enjoy playing, enjoy the competition, uh, enjoy the pursuit of the championship. Yeah. Oh, man, it's um, something I know we've talked about many times. And to give listeners even a little bit more context, as you heard his capital M mission, he talked a little bit about his lowercase m mission. Uh, I want to talk some more about his capital M mission. But before I do that, tell us a little bit more about, like, the lowercase m mission, how you express that as a basketball coach. Where are you? What do you do? That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. I uh, work with the Phoenix Suns coming up on my eighth season with the organization and um, currently we're working uh, with our minor league team, the Northern Arizona Suns, um, as an assistant coach. Beautiful. So you get to uh, live in the cool temperatured Arizona. <laughs> what, what is the temperature right. there now, right? It's got to be like baking hot. Yeah, we're, we're about to turn the corner, but we're in our last probably week of of 100 degree temperatures. Um, so we're about to turn the corner to a paradise. So it's yeah. coming. Dang. That's crazy. I got to be there with you in, gosh, now a while back, February, 2015. And to go on like a trail run in February and jump in a pool. That was so amazing. Right. <laughs> but I right. skipped out on the worst. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk capital in mission because, uh, you know, most of the people uh, on this in this series of interviews, they've gone through the coaching as you have. They've they've at some point been connected to Site Shift through the referral of somebody. Yours was way earlier than that. You were catching some blog entries back in uh, probably I lose track of time now. Two thousand eleven, maybe. Two thousand eleven. I was going to guess somewhere two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. So yeah. yeah, and then you just started applying it. Came to a retreat, dove in, we connected, and it's just grown from there to the point now. Uh, those of you that are paying attention to the Site Shift world, we launched SightShiftAthletes.com. Uh, so we have a, a vision for these different divisions and and certified leaders. So there's not going to be a ton of, obviously, divisional leaders, but what's cool about Brett's role in the organization is he is our first divisional leader and our first certified leader leading SightShift Athletes. And um, so if you go to SightShiftAthletes.com, you see all that. And this is our first time to announce that on the podcast so woo yay woo. clap yeah noises. grand opening <laughs> <laughs> um i know we had talked about possibly doing something separate for that but it was like hey let's uh let's do this as a part of the interview um so we've talked about mission tell us your favorite parts of the community you serve or communities um, yeah yeah um i mean the biggest piece of my community is um so tied closely to my mission. And I think as you get through what we talk about in Site Shift is, you know, as you find clarity and mission, you dive into that, it attracts and builds the community. Um, and it's, it, community has always been a fascinating thing for me. I think I originally stumbled onto your work 
in search of a um, deep community, trying to figure out community. How do I make community work? Um, and uh, so, wait, you were saying you were and, thinking deep about it, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I was trying, and I was trying to problem solve. I was trying to figure out. You know, I'm on this. You know, doing this. Uh, bas- the basketball lifestyle, the NBA lifestyle, where we're we're on the road, you know, 41 games a year, and traveling around, and never home, and and uh, and how do I fit community and all that? And so I was trying to problem solve and figure it out and make it work. And and you told me don't worry about community, focus on identity, and it all takes care of itself after that. Um, so the cool thing about my community is it is so tied closely to my mission. And the work, you know, the relationships we build end up transcending basketball mm. and, uh, and we get so much more out of it. Um, and then also, you know, finding a way to relax with the community that's not connected to basketball. Um, not feeling like I have to, uh, prove myself as, you know, some big shot pro basketball coach, um, and also not having to, hide or you know reject any other community outside of that as much time for them as i'd like but get to just be where i am and and be with who i am as much as i can and uh, engage in those relationships in a fun way so yeah uh, yeah that's where we're at how funny I, i love the way that you are like you're sharing the real stuff of you know, I'm with these big name NBA players and, you know, all of what encompasses the insecurities that goes, uh, you know, the, around the context of, of that professional sports industry. And obviously you and I connected early on about the application of this to athletics. And um, I shared that heart that you had and, and it was just a beautiful syncing up, but I still don't know necessarily all the players. And so you can be like, mm-hmm. just hung with so-and-so and i'm like oh, is that is that like a possible thing that we're going to do for side shift athletes like oh, oh that's a basketball player oh who does he play for you know and uh yeah. it's funny it's how life works isn't it <laughs> the things that keep us humble um right too cool okay so what i want to do now is just transition a little bit to let people know a little bit about who you are in your own life um because people can listen to this and be like wow you know, because tell everybody just a little bit about like how old you are, how long you've been in the industry, uh, just some bi- you know, biographical information on that. Just a few sentences because I think this is going to set up them connecting with you and understanding that, uh, oh, he might have had this trajectory, but he's like me. Yeah, um, 31 years old. I uh, grew up in the Midwest in Missouri. I uh, went to school in Indiana. I'm the son of a college basketball coach um and honestly grew up always thinking i'd follow in my father's footsteps you know one of my fun stories i tell is watching thursday night nba games and my dad sitting there saying you know hey you got to find a way to get to the nba i'm thinking you're crazy dad i'm just gonna you know follow in your footsteps and i'll be a small college basketball coach probably take over the program when you retire you know, like, this is crazy. No, you can find a way to make it to the NBA. Like, there's no chance. Not And then uh, seven years ago, my first son's practice, I and texting him and like, Dad, I made it. I'm in the NBA. And, uh, and that fixed it was everything never, for you internally. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it was one of those things, like, it was never my dream. Um, and he always, he dreamed bigger than I did. Um, somehow I'm here and doing the work I'm doing. Been been in Phoenix for, like I said, seven and a half years now. And, uh, yeah, just taking the next next step every year and uh, seeing where goes where goes next. So. Right on. So I, I want you to say your first and last name for everybody to hear it, and then I'm going to tell you a funny story, Brett. So you yeah, say it how? Uh, yeah, my name is Brett Burchard. So so Brett says Brett Burchard. There's a popular, like, motivational speaker, author guy that's Burchard. <laughs> And, uh, and so somehow I got into his email funnels and, uh, I have not told you this, Brett, you do not know this. So Brett uh-huh. Burchard and Brendan Burchard. So it gets confusing. I know, but so yeah. the email though, if you read it real cl- close, it's B R E. So Brett sends out these amazing emails, uh, through siteshiftathletes.com and, um, and one yesterday was in my inbox. It was yesterday, the day before I lose track of time. But I just read it real fast, and I thought it was the motivational speaker, Brendan Burchard. So I start reading the email. Brett, dude, my heart rate elevated. I was like, this guy is freaking ripping us off. He is using all of the sight shift language, like, completely the same. He just said cooperate. I mean, it's like all of this <laughs> stuff, and I couldn't believe it. I got like a little sweaty. I think I'm a little sweaty just talking about it right now. And uh, <laughs> and then I noticed I relooked at the name, the B R E T. Ah, uh, so uh, <laughs> a little uh, funny. How many people uh, have asked me if I'm related to him? Because as if the work we do is somehow you know, signifies our DNA and correlation, but <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it's funny. In a That's pre- a funny story. In a previous life, uh, previous work, there was another shared last name with somebody and they would always same thing. Like, are you related to that guy? And I was like, yeah. nope. Um, too funny. Okay. So let us get to know a little bit more about you. If you said right now, this is where I feel like I'm winning. What would you say? Oh man. Um, I am winning at. That's a good. That's a good question. I think where I'm winning now is um, being able to reframe and recenter. Hmm. Tell us a little bit more about that. Like, what's it mean yeah. to reframe, recenter? Yeah, when things aren't going, when things aren't going right, or as you expect them to, um, feel like hitting, hitting, you know, hitting walls and obstacles. Um, everything that might feel like a setback, but I feel like I'm able to, um, to recenter, to re-engage quicker. Um, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever done the float spa? Have I you have. Done that one? It's on my to-do list of like crazy things I want to try, but yes. I so do I've been, yeah. So I, I signed up for it this summer and I probably did four or five of them. And, and people are always asking me like, Oh, how is it? How is it? And quit the flow spot people. Is it like change your life? I was like, you know what? It's really, it's a cool experience, but I don't have that much trouble relaxing mm. and I can shut it off pretty easily, pretty quickly. My girlfriend always gives me crap that I can fall asleep anywhere at any time. <laughs> and, uh, and so that 
I think is is helping me win. Um, just being able to to relax and I don't have to pay eighty dollars for a float spa to do it. But yeah, <laughs> totally. getting in that space on my own. <laughs> well, I would, and and then some people listening that this that don't know you as well. Uh, they would be like, oh, relaxed, but probably not very ambitious. Your name's on four books. You're building a whole division of Sight Shift. Plus, you have a job. Plus, you have a girlfriend. Uh, so you've already like laid the trail that says different. <laughs> and I know that about you. So I think that's the beautiful part about like the moral authority that you have leading who you're leading. It's because you live out what you do what you teach and you use a phrase that I love yeah. relaxed intensity. Um, yeah. And, uh, super cool. Okay. So in other words, right now, if you're hitting some walls, your ambition is exceeding the open doors of opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So no doubt there are people that are listening right now. And, uh, that really is kind of like the next question. Like, what are you reaching for right now? Um, what are you wanting to see happen? And you can be as general or as specific as you want. Yeah. I mean, specifically what we've done with side shift athletes, um, trying to, to grow that, I think big picture is work with Olympians to help Olympians feel the same thing. Um, I was actually just listening to a podcast before, uh, you called and, uh, they're talking to pro athletes and talking about how crazy work ethic and how hard they're driven and how hard they're going after it. Um, and which is good. You need to work hard to reach that elite level, but you also need to relax. (laughs) You need to, you know, there's, there's definitely proven that the recovery period is just as important as the work period. Um, I was talking to another college athlete whose coach just added Sunday workouts. So now they go two workouts a day, seven days a week. It's like, this is, this is the goal, right? To transform this arena that you don't have to work out 14 times a week (laughs) to be great. And I was that person, you know, I was a college athlete and my summers included three workouts a day. I, uh, rode my bike to the gym in the morning and lifted weights and rode home. It was like a three-mile ride, had lunch. I ran to the gym in the afternoon, three miles again, did my workout on the court, ran home. Parents took me to evening pickup game. I mean, I was working out three times a day during the summer, and no doubt you have to work hard to get where you want to be, but there's also a huge benefit to, uh, to relaxing, to recovering, and to not feel like you have to force your way um, into being awesome. Yeah. And uh, so a long roundabout answer to the idea of like, you know, what I'm going after is side shift athletes helping this whole sphere, this whole community of people uh, who are ambitious athletes reach their goals in a healthy, enjoyable, um, and even quicker way. Yeah. A big ambition. That's inspiring. Um, I think about that team that you're talking about does those 14 practices a week. It's like it reeks of how to make your uh, team injury prone. Um, right, exactly. And and I look at like business owners I work with, and it's the same lie there that you know if I'm if 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 what I want to reach is out of my grasp, 
trying harder will get me there. And and like you've said, and I'll definitely affirm, you got to work hard. But if you're not constantly elevating your approach, continually working smarter while you work harder, and then being able to drop down in those relaxed states in the middle of the crazy, you're not going to get there. Um, or, or we'll say it this way, you're not going to sustain getting there. Does that make sense? Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I would for sure. Um, it's funny. There was an athlete just this summer documenting his off-season workouts, and the title of the documentary was 25-8. <laughs> As in not 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but 25 hours a day, eight days a week. Like, it's not even humanly possible. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so, yeah, just the, the, the mindset there, I mean, it's – the idea is okay. Work hard, but um, yeah, there's got to there is. It's it's going to wear out. It's not sustainable, as you said. Yeah, yeah. And they do that. There's business voices that'll do that. They'll post videos, and it's like 11:30. I'm still hitting it hard. And what are you doing? Sleeping? <laughs> I'm getting mine. You know. And and they're yeah. not because uh, most of the people I know that are getting theirs don't post online. Uh, they got a lot of mission stuff happening and, and, uh, yesterday I carved out time and it was going to be hard work to finish up the certification stuff that I sent you to look at. And, um, and part of that's plans for next year. And then I had a number of calls scheduled, but I was like, I, I'm going to go for a run in the heat because I have the time to do that. I, I, more importantly, I made the time. I was on the schedule and then I just like chilled on the patio and uh, just caught a little breather. And, you know, Chris 10 years ago would be like, no, that's like, I got to seize that moment. Well, the reality is I worked a full day, was very effective, and that little break there at that moment helped me be better the other few hours that I had left. And so Mm. recover is important as as much as the recovery is important as the work you put in. That's good. That's a huge takeaway for people listening uh, no doubt. So, so glad you said that. Well, what about where you feel like right now you might be uh, stuck or or losing and it's something you'd like to turn around? Any place like that? Yeah. Um, I think kind of what we said a little bit earlier about how the ambition might be um, outpacing the open doors and opportunities. Um, and so I, that that causes some frustration, um, some stress. It causes me to prove and try to push those doors open um, when they're not ready to be opened. Um, so that that can get me stuck if I get too caught up in in the the distance between the ambition and what's what opportunities actually open and available. Yeah, and and. And, and what's happening when that door isn't swinging open like you want, you're learning, no doubt, perseverance. You're learning new approaches, the subtlety of all of that. But it's still frustrating. And uh, I'm glad you used that word because people listening to this, um, that frustration is a real feeling. Um, if you were to reframe that frustration for them, so no doubt that's an honest admission of where you are right now. But for people that are listening that might be like, yes, that's totally me. How would you walk them through what to do about it? Yeah, one of the f- phrases I lean on a lot is 
frustration happens when expectations don't meet reality. And so what I expect to happen now um, isn't happening. And so I feel frustrated. So I recognize that. And then I try to surrender to reality. Just say, okay, this is, this is where I am. This is what actually is available to me now. And, okay, what can I do? Just the next right step. What can I do in this moment? Um, okay, maybe not everybody wants what I have to offer, but someone does. Let's find that one person and give it to them. Yeah. Or maybe they're not all ready to hear what I have to say. So let me keep working on my delivery, on the organization of the message, on refining, you know, some some of those like internal pieces, just refining uh, my content or my my knowledge or my work, um, my application of it, and be ready when the time comes. Um, the worst thing would be if all of a sudden someone opens the door and I'm caught sleeping <laughs> bad example because relaxing is okay but uh no i'm if someone opens good. the door and says hey here's your chance and i'm like uh, uh 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 um well wait give me five minutes let me get ready now i'll be ready when it comes and so yeah so just keep refining and um keep giving it where you can um and, and be ready when the opportunity arises. Totally. And, uh, you know, so for people listening, that's beautiful as a way for you to hopefully stir up the desire to to stay ready. I think practically speaking where you're at, Brett, it's nine months uh, a year uh, could be less from being like, oh, I got to pick one of these um, because there's so much coming at me, uh, which is exciting. Mm. And yeah. And, and and what I want to say to people that are listening is that, you know, where you're at is beautiful because if your vision is not outpacing the opportunity that you have, then you're no longer a visionary. That your vision and ambition should always stretch you beyond the resources you have. That's the stirring of desire. Then you're climbing, right? Because readiness, I think about it like David and Goliath is a dynamic state. David stayed ready. And then the moment came. Uh and we're, yeah. we're cultivating that state of readiness with desire, with the fact, and you know we talk about this with Sight Shift, we're always climbing on the mission. We'll reach certain peaks, but let's never stop climbing. And, uh, dude, that's awesome. Well, tell me, um, as we transition to the uh, fun purpose of these interviews for those that are listening. So, you know, most of this podcast has been me teaching things. We're just doing a little different series here because we have huge news that we have a new book called The Stuck Book. Pick this up when you don't know what to do next. Mm. And it's going to be living at uh, the URL, thestuckbook.com. That'll take you to Amazon. There'll be a campaign page. We'll get that out later. But for now, um, want to interact with you some on the book, Brett, and this will be really interesting because of, uh, you know, you've, you've been with me in other projects where other people are, you know, just reading. Um, so super fascinated to hear, and we'll start off with the gentle approach first. Uh, what did you enjoy when you were reading through it the most? Um, what made you the most glad to see or read or experience? Yeah, well, 
first I'll say, um, like you just mentioned, I've been a part of, of, I guess every book that totally you've, you've produced and, uh, and a lot of the other work you've done. And I can honestly say this is the best book yet, um, of any that have been put out. Um, and, uh, And I think what was fun for me, and we could get really deep and philosophical about this, but, um, like see, like you always tell great stories, um, stories that capture the ideas, um, and stories that like stick with you. And so me, I'll be trying to read and tell your stories to make the point, you know, cause, um, just cause they're, they're so, they're funny, they're engaging, they're memorable and, and they connect to the the lessons so clear. Um, and then your, your personality comes out in it where I may have tightened you up and, and buttoned up your, uh, your top button a little bit on the, the other few books we've done. This one, uh, this one really, um, is colorful and, and, uh, it's, it's good. It's, it's the best one yet. Dude. Well, I'll tell you, and I told you this in person, I think our journey of the other books, it needed to be that tweaking and polishing of the content where I'm like, let me fly by this point. People will get it. And, uh, and yeah. um, it was like the next stage of the evolution. So it's cool for me to hear that about the stories because I've had to hold like some of those close to the vest for the book um, and, and make sure that, you know, it felt like a fresh experience for people. So that means a ton. Uh what for you was the greatest takeaway uh, as you read through it? Just personally, what impacted you the most? Yeah, um, I think one I take I leave reading the book. I feel really encouraged, um, really encouraged with the idea like being stuck isn't failing. Um, when things aren't going like you expect, it's not you're not a failure. It's not over. It's not the end of the road. Like you can keep going. Um, don't have to give up, not defeated. Just the goal is you just have to find a way to get unstuck. And that's, and that's the challenge. And if you can, if you can do that, the rest of the momentum will take care of itself. Um, so feeling encouraged in that, and those, those stuck moments, you didn't fail. It's not the end. You know, there's a pathway to keep going. Um, also feeling really inspired that, uh, don't have to do what's already been done. Mm. Um, you know, I've also often admired the people who change the world and see things differently and carve out these unique paths and, and the people we're all following and, and never really understood like, okay, how do they do that? And, uh, and never feeling like I could ever be that kind of person, but now feeling like there's a pathway, like I, that's a person I could become. Um, I could be one of them. Don't have to just stand and admire them. I can, I can pave roads too. Mm-hmm. Um, so feel really inspired in that. Um, and I think, you know, overarching all that, which is typical for the side shift stuff in general, um, is it's not like the book's not, okay, here's 12 things to do to be successful. Yeah. It's, here's how to recognize where you are and how to decide what the next right step is while you're there. It's not false hustle. It's not over the counter prescriptions. Um, it's a guide. It's a guide for us to create 
our own customized help and we can be our own best coach. Um, so those three things stand out to me the most. Dude, that's awesome. That's so encouraging. So people that are listening, uh, the hope is that you're stirred up to go, wow, I want to learn how to, you know, do, do it my way. And I want to, I want to mm. figure out what my way is. And then I want to have the practices and cultivated courage to, to live that out. Um, and, uh, I love it. That's awesome. Woo! Fires me up. Okay. Tell me about this. Mm-hmm. Not that there is this place, but we'll just find out. And, uh, is there a place you didn't like it? You were just like, eh, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think it works that way. Or I'm just not, um, I'm not convinced of this. Uh, and again, not that there is something like that, but Hey, we're talking about the good. Let's just see if there's anything to push back against. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I think the challenging thing for me to wrap my head around is the idea of being in, in different seasons for different parts of your life. Um, and it makes, it makes things really complex. Um, so that'll be, that'll be an advanced awareness and advanced skills to develop, to juggle different seasons, different areas of your life, you know, compartmentalizing home versus work versus uh, whatever else might be involved in. Um, so that's, to me, that's going to be the most challenging. Nothing in there I thought, you know, nah, this is heresy or it's not, you know, not going to happen that way. Um, but that would be the most challenging piece of it. Which I would be fine with you thinking heresy in the sense that I think there is heresy as far as deconstructing societal conventional norms of like, you have to follow this path. But with your advanced yeah. awareness of site shift already, it's it's just a furthering uh, and simplification of that message. Um, at least that's how I'm hearing you say that. Would that be correct? Yeah. yeah. Sweet. So you didn't have any pushback on the bio part, the world's most handsome man? Because <laughs> right, if you're good with it, I am. <laughs> um, no, what you were talking about different parts of your life in different seasons. Uh, did the did it come through at the end where I talked about like the macro micro part of that? How big parts of your life can be in seasons, and you can run through the seasons in small parts in a day. But then also this this segmenting. At least did it come through in the book that I'm acknowledging that that can that that we need to think about it that way yeah for sure for sure and i think um the challenge then is is kind of organizing your mind when everything feels like it's you know the sky's falling in every other in every area well no it's just one area that you're kind of taking to cover everything else and you're letting it bleed over into other parts of your life um, so it's, it's just the challenge of recognizing that and, and compartmentalizing, um, and addressing the needs of the certain pieces of your life and not, it's not just one blanket solution for everything. Yeah. Yeah. And if I were to take what you're saying as, uh, a way to, to, understand it what i'm hearing and this is you correct me if i'm wrong this is a way we could actually further the message of the book to to do something where we help people apply it with the complexity of having different major parts of your life in different seasons would that be another way of saying that 
Yeah. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the need you recognize in the book. Like it, 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 it raised awareness of it, but I could get more help on how to do it. True. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Sweet. So that could be like the, the next book. You know, you never know. I always like to search out, like, <laughs> where did it stop for somebody? Where did it end for them? What did they leave with wanting more? Because in their curiosity and their approach, um, it stirs up things in me. So freaking excited that you brought that to my awareness and attention. My brain will um, soak on that one. That's good. Okay. Want to change to the hot seat? One of these is about the book. The others are just getting to know you. And uh, the, the first one, first question is this. If you, and I'm not about stirring up regrets. I don't want to do that. But helping people listening that may be in a different place than you are, where would you have liked to have known the message of the stuck book at an earlier point in your life? Mm. I would have liked to know this message when I was in college. Um, trying to navigate um, being a athlete and going through the ups and downs of a season and a career, um, you know, trying to find momentum and flow and to keep going. I um, think it would have been helpful. Nice. Um, great awareness. And so for people that are hearing this that may be in that place, what are you going to say something else? No. Sweet. Uh, good stuff. So for people that are listening to this and that are in that stage of college, you know, dive in, learn it now, save some pain. Um, okay. Second question. What's a recent idea that has you lit up? It doesn't matter where it's from a book, a podcast, your own brain, a breakthrough you've had a resource, something where we can, uh, just learn and get inspired with you. Yeah, this is, uh, totally nerdy towards basketball and, um, coaching maybe in general, but bring it. Um, yeah. So this, I, I'm on this kick this season about, um, problem-based learning and crazy how different, uh, uh, different careers and stuff match up. Cause my aunt who's, uh, involved in, um, the public schools in Missouri was on the same kick with her schools and now I'm applying it to teaching basketball, but it's, um, rather than just doing in basketball, rather than just doing mindless drills, um, creating as many game like experiences as possible, um, where, uh, you know, if you, if you, people, your listeners who are familiar with practices and stuff or took their kids to, to soccer camp and they're doing these, you know, mindless cone drills and, and doing things that look cool for a coach, but don't actually apply to the game um, as closely, then I'm trying to take all of that out of my teaching and make it as game-like and just present problems to the players and allow them to solve them, um, which is a bit dangerous because it can. if someone walks in the gym, it'll appear disorganized and and won't look like I'm coaching very much, but allowing the players to learn rather than me, um, me teaching or me lecturing, I think will be, a a, a more stable, more, um, beneficial learning method for them. See, that's awesome. Yeah. In, uh, 
in my world, it would be like, yeah, I can do the keynotes and happy to do them, but the workshop where I interact and we can drive those practices deep right in their real life situations. Um, super cool to see how people get their brains wrapped around that awareness and then their behavior follows. Is that, would that be a good analogy? Yeah. Cross connection? Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Oh, cool. Okay. So you get an unexpected free day or free afternoon. Okay. Who cares about judgment? What would you go do? Yeah, something outdoors. Um, I'm actually uh, um, in the process of moving up to northern Arizona for the um, G League season this weekend. And so I'll plan to, our, our camp doesn't start for a couple more weeks, so I'll plan to be on my mountain bike outside, blazing new trails um, and, and soaking up. Um, the nice cool weather up north yeah sounds very very fun I want to do a trail run there with you very bad <laughs> yes uh, you'll have to like tell me where you're going though because I'll be running and you'll be so far ahead of me um, <laughs> with my gazelle like speed I might pass you no uh, <laughs> okay um, last hot seat question what's something that you're into you totally dig it but most people around you don't. Uh, this is your chance to fly your freak flag. Just something you're really into. Um, yeah, studying the brain and how our brains work and how our brains learn. And, and I mean, I just kind of shared a little bit of that. But it, it, it definitely makes me the nerdy one of any group I'm around. Um, people are somewhat fascinated by it, but don't really put a lot of attention into it um yeah so that's that's something i've i've studied a lot yep what's the trippiest cool thing you've learned about the brain recently or most helpful anything uh, like that yeah um how like to me how we can manipulate the brain like we're not a we're not a victim of our brain they're not a slave to our brains and I know there's definitely there's deeper like chemical stuff that I haven't gotten into and don't know enough about, uh, so I don't want to um, you know ignorantly um, apply this to people who might be struggling with different brain things. But the whole population. Um, but for most people <laughs> you're working with, athletes specifically, it's more about optimizing than surviving yeah. how do we optimize performance how do we optimize mental states um yeah so to how this really makes me weird is i've learned to tap into flow states while playing cornhole mm. this and is fascinating. it's fascinating it is the easiest place for me to find flow and the most common place i find it but i will we'll play a game of cornhole and at one point in the game I'll recognize I've got it, and I'll turn to you and I say, "I'm going to hold all four of these bags," and bang, 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 I do it, and it happens almost every time I play now. Dude, um, I just have to celebrate you have just flown the freak flag so beautifully, <laughs> so clearly. There's no denying what you just did. 
we stand in awe of that. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So. I love it. Okay, so here's what's weird, because you and I geek out on this, and uh, we'll go ahead and, and, you know, affirm that to those listening. Um, I had a guy in a coaching meeting this morning. Um, he's, uh, you know, busy leader executive, but he's made time to do improvisational comedy training. And so... Uh, he, he was like, dude, you would love it. And uh, I, and I said, this phrase came out of my mouth, okay? Improving comedy is a fun flow state for me. Like, if I list, like, the seven or eight things that are fun flow states, being in that moment where you're just goofy as can be and you riff and play off everything uh, it, it is so fun. And, and by flow state, for those listening, uh, if you try to define that, how would you define it? Um, flow state is... Relaxed intensity to me. It's relaxed. It's intensity of focus, fully present, fully engaged. And it's relaxed with the moment internally. Nothing to prove, nothing to hide. Yeah, just there in it. Yeah. I love it. Um, definitely feel that way. Uh, speaking is a flow state. Well, we could get into all these things. So much fun. Um, okay. Where can folks engage you? Where would you like to point them if they're listening to this going, you know what? I, too, love cornhole at that level. <laughs> or they're in athletics. Uh, and, and you're not actively, uh, you're not taking on coaching right now because the season's kicking off. Is that correct or is that incorrect? Correct. Uh, shut it off the session. Uh, any new session now will pick back up in, uh, in April. After the season concludes, so if they wanted to work with you, so, um, they would need to get but on definitely the can, yeah, yeah, definitely can get on sideshiftathletes.com. Um, whether players, coaches, um, people are in, in executive like team management roles, um, you know, they can connect through there, and uh, and that's a way they can can connect to me directly through email, and I'm always on the other side of the email, so. Um, definitely can will respond and we can um correspond that way also on twitter b3 birch that's where i put out my um crazy cornhole experiences so you can find it there <laughs> b3 birch love it uh now are you gonna have to change your hashtag or your uh username to just you know b3 cornhole or something <laughs> oh there's so much to do with that right now that i'm resisting um okay yes so b3 birds twitter siteshiftathletes.com and you're the one that gets uh they can really have contact with you not some other person on the other end of that that's cool um awesome dude anything else you want to say to those listening before we sign off um no just i want to tell you thanks for having me on and thanks for doing the work you do um because it's it's allowed me to do work I love to do, and I know it's it's helping a lot of people um, find work that they love to do, and so making a better world because of it. Dude, thanks, man. My privilege. Uh, it's definitely not a lonely venture. Um, having you with me in it, so proud to call you friend first, and uh, so glad to have you here today. Everybody listening, thanks for being here. Have an awesome week. Go check out the stuckbook.com. Peace.